get to the bottom of what's truly healthy in this crazy, complex world. So you can take back what is rightfully yours. Welcome to the Health Sovereign Podcast. This is your host, Logan Christopher. Welcome, welcome. Got another solo episode for you today where we're talking about health conscious. What does that phrase mean? Why do some people seem to have it and others don't? Do have some great interviews for you coming up, so be sure to stay tuned for those. First of all, I want to talk about why should a person be health conscious in the first place? Well, for me, compare this to not being health conscious, health unconscious, right? Which would be being unconscious about your health. And for this, this goes back to why I named this the Health Sovereign Podcast. Some people lack any responsibility for their health. They abdicate their health to a doctor. The doctor is a specialist. The doctor is the person that's supposed to take care of them. If they have a problem, they go to the doctor. The doctor treats them in some way, gives them a pill, whatever it happens to be. And that is how a health unconscious person thinks about their health. And this is understandable in that uh, we have authority figures, and we're meant to trust these authority figures. The world is a very complex place, extremely complex. Like, you cannot understand everything going on. So people, in focusing on other things, they don't want to think about their health. So, like I said, this is understandable uh, that many people do at least start here, and our culture definitely enforces this view. Something we're going to talk about is, like, determinism, but we'll get there in a moment. So there's this trust in authority for the health unconscious. But the benefits of being health conscious, why should a person be that, is that you can, when you take this responsibility yourself, you can not only better heal yourself, so I'm not saying we don't need doctors at all. We definitely do need people that are into the healing arts and many different healing arts. This is something we've talked about. Go back to the health Sovereign Creed, uh, which is on the healthsovereign.com website. You can download the PDF there, but also the earlier episodes in this podcast where I detail the principles that go into this. You can not only heal yourself or help heal other people, but thriving health is what I really aim for. So it's not just absence of disease. That is what the standard allopathic model is all about. If you have disease, we can treat you or manage symptoms at least. But true health is really about thriving, the ability to handle greater stressors. So if you're health conscious, I feel it's it's not only helping with that disease part, which is where many people start, but getting to this higher level of thriving. And that's what we're going to go for. So I had an interesting coaching call the other day with a client where we weren't focused on the person's health issues themselves, but someone they knew who was going through uh, early stages of Alzheimer's and what could be done for this. It was really interesting because, you know, I, I can lay out all the different things that I would personally do if I was having that myself or someone close to me, what I would recommend for them. But we had to look at it from the frame of what is this person willing to do. If they're not very health conscious, they've just done the standard American diet, in this case Canadian, uh, but you know, that's one of our chief exports, the American diet out to the rest of the world. So if a person's following that, they're not thinking about their health at all, they're focused on other things, what are they actually willing to do when they start having these symptoms in their life? 
this goes to what I like to call the health journey, right? So we're all human beings. We come on this earth and at some point we have some sort of healing crisis. It's going to happen. I mean, we're all going to die in the end, unless you believe the technocrats dream of uploading our consciousness where we'll have immortality. Uh, but that's another topic for another time. So we all have some sort of health journey. Most people do not think about their health. Once again, this is culturally enforced until something really bad with health occurs. And this happens, there, there's some point of rock bottom. It's either for the person themselves, such as getting diagnosed with cancer or some undiagnosable disease that is happening more and more as the chronic illness and autoimmunity, all the troubling things with that, Lyme's disease, these sort of things going on. A person either has that happened to themselves or oftentimes it's someone really close to them, uh, such as a family member. And this is, if it is rock bottom, this can often be the point where a person loses hope, right? Where uh, they, they buy in more into the system, even if it fails them, uh, or they kind of go the other way. So me personally, and this is something I, I wrote in my book, Powered by Nature. So I was really focusing on the, the performance aspect. And I understand that I'm quite rare in that regard, that I was really focusing on my health in order to perform better in the world. Really focused in the gym, the strongman stuff I was doing in the beginning, but also uh, having energy and mental clarity for business. Uh, but I'm not a normal person in that way. So I, I started with my health there, but even so, I had that, that rock bottom point. And that was when my mother passed away from breast cancer. My perception on this is interesting because she had breast cancer before she did the standard Western treatment and that was successful then. She went into remission. She was a breast cancer survivor according to the statistics, which is how they rate it. Uh, this was back then. I don't know if it's still the same, but she survived for five more years. Uh, so she was a breast cancer survivor, even though the breast cancer came back, spread to all of her body and eventually killed her. So that that's some of the way we can have fun with statistics, right? Uh, call her a breast cancer survivor even though it killed her. So it, w it was this point that really launched me further down this path. So even though I was focused on performance, that really, that sucked. <laughs> Quite honestly, it's not fun to do. So uh, that was a pivot point for me where I began going much deeper into the alternative health path and understanding that uh, there's a lot of other options out there. So that was my personal journey and Almost everyone, like I just had Josh Mason on the podcast the other week, his amazing health journey, right? So he was involved in health a little bit. Once again, high-performing type of guy, but has this massive turnaround in his life where he's getting to the point where he's just about to commit suicide and just trying left after right, all these different things. Uh, go back and listen to that podcast. It was an amazing one if you have not. And he was able to turn it around. There's that rock bottom time. And from there kind of grows this health conscious and expands from there. And when I say health conscious or health unconscious, right, this seems like a black and white category, but once again, it's more helpful to look at it as on a spectrum, right? So you can become more and more health conscious. And so what do I mean by that? Consciousness is first and foremost, our awareness. So do you have the awareness do people around you have the awareness to recognize that health is something they can do something about? Uh, what are the beliefs surrounding health and what can be done? And beliefs 
while we often think of these as these these one-off things, but really it's a, a system of beliefs that go together, and this could build up into something we might call a paradigm. So right now, in the pandemic world, we have conflicting paradigms. And once again, there's shades of gray in all these, but let's say there's the paradigm of... Uh, the Western medicine, you got to wash your hands, you got to mask up, uh, you got to avoid people. That's the only thing we can do about this disease. Then there is the other paradigm, alternative health paradigm, uh, which is looking at, well, one, this disease is not nearly as bad as many people say, not to say it's not a threat at all, uh, but there's so much that we can do and we don't even see simple things like uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, these things are not getting airtime in our media. Simple things such as that, take care of your immune system. That's because the Western medical paradigm, how it is constructed actually does not want people to take care of themselves. I'm not saying individual doctors would actually say this to patients, but this is how this system is built up because of how it encourages profits to be made. So we have this paradigm and it is hard to shift from one paradigm to another. It does happen with those rock bottom moments. Uh, and oftentimes it's not like a black and white, like uh, Paul, Saul on the road to Damascus type moment. It is additive, it grows over time. And like I said, that health consciousness can expand. So when I started, I was really only thinking about physical health, uh, nutrition, movement, that sort of thing. And then I got more into the psychological aspects, the mental and emotional. And in the last few years, much more so on the, the spiritual side, looking at spiritual health and how that can play a role in this. So if your consciousness, if your beliefs, your awareness is not aware of anything spiritual at all, doesn't believe that to exist, then you can't perceive this level and how it may affect your health at all. You don't believe it's there so therefore there's nothing for you to look at so if your health consciousness doesn't go there then you can't get the benefits from working at such a level another thing i would say with consciousness is having the awareness is important but then what is your locus of control what is within your control that you can do so there's much that is outside of our control right there is Toxicity all across the world, environmental pollutants, uh, heavy metal contamination, pesticides, all kinds of different stuff, plastics with BPA, BPF, all that stuff. Once your consciousness sees something, is aware of something, you can then control that. You can make decisions, make actions based on that. So when I learned that uh, the thermal receipts that come just standard receipts at the grocery store, wherever, that this stuff is lined with BPA and it can easily absorb through your skin. Awareness of that, that my health consciousness expanded with this awareness and I could easily then make choices, oh, I'm, I'm going to handle that paper as little as possible or not at all, uh, is the best thing I could possibly do. So my locus of control expands in that way. And this goes back to my primary, primary principle about health. Do more good, do less bad. Understand that it is a health journey. It is a long-term play. And there are times when you need to take massive action, but you got to start with where you're at. Uh, understand that health consciousness is an expanding thing, right? So you're going to, with that expansion, you're going to be able to do more and more, but you really got to build that into your life with small steps here and here. And don't get crazy about it. You can overstress yourself thinking about all this stuff too, which 
itself can be a bad thing. So you want to do more good, do less bad. Don't be so Nazi about it. Don't go uh, so hardcore. Once again, time and a place for that, absolutely. But just move in the right direction. I think that we have to be gentle with ourselves in doing this because it is not something that most of us grew up with anyway. Uh, most of us grew up health unconscious, unless you had parents that really focused on this stuff. Uh, and that's hard to do because of the amount of information in the world and uh, how things are purposefully done in ways that uh, do not help support health sovereignty. It's a very tough thing to do. So th this phrase came to me, the deterministic hangover. Uh, what do I mean by that? Determinism is that, you know, you don't have choice, you don't really can't do much, and really the prime example of this is genetic determinism. So this theory came up uh, coming out of genetics, and obviously there's some important stuff there, but that everything was controlled by genes. And this played into this medical model, oh, it's the genes, uh, it's not you, you can't do anything about this. Uh, your genes determine what is going to happen, your genes determine your health. Once again, genes absolutely do play a role. Your DNA is important and you should do things to protect your DNA. But we now know with epigenetics, and we've known this since I believe the 70s, that uh, genes can be turned on and off based on environmental factors, your psychology, uh, nutrition, all these different things. So with genetic determinism, it was this idea that, yeah, it's all about the genes, nothing else is happening. They're still looking at this. They're still going for, oh, we're gonna figure out how to uh, rewrite all your genes so no one has any health problems. This is continually promise. It's that promissory materialism just down the road. 10 years from now, we got this covered. 10 years from now, we got this covered. Even though the Human Genome Project had basically didn't help out that much. It was promised to deliver us from disease. It definitely did not achieve that. And so from this idea and surrounding ideas, doctors were telling people, oh, this has nothing to do about diet. This has nothing to do with your lifestyle. Uh, you are not in control of this. I am in control. I'm the authority figure. Uh, so do what I say is basically the idea. Once again, wasn't always elucidated quite like this. So what I mean by deterministic hangover is no one would really, few people would really say, yes, these are my beliefs right now that genes are everything uh, or that a doctor says, yeah, diet has nothing to do with cancer or whatever. Few people would say these things. However, uh, having been in that thing where that was the dominant paradigm, that was the scientific paradigm for quite some time, there are still little bits of this that... Uh, for lack of a better word, infect people that are still a part of their thinking without them having the clarity about it. So it's, it's, it's built into the paradigm, the model of the world for many people. There's still bits of it, even though that most people would not say it as such. And that's why I'm calling it a hangover. Had those beliefs before, they're still affecting us today. But this fit into people, if you are of a victim mindset and not even that's kind of a strong word some people certainly are oh woe is me i have all these health problems nothing can be done that is the case in some cases but even without being that that victim mentality there still is the excuse here that health is not something that i'm an expert in so i need to trust the experts uh and as i said the world is very complex very busy there's also this excuse or this permission that you can focus elsewhere because we'll take care of your health when you need it. 
uh, focus elsewhere in your life. But the problem is this trust in authority has really been abused. I wish it weren't this way, but if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that there's some problems with our uh, authority uh, institutions and figures going on right now. And this gets back to this idea of what gets people to become health conscious. Where is that rock bottom moment? It is often this trust in authority that then is neglected. It is abused. It fails. So for me, once again, my mother, she did the treatment at first. I thought just, you know, trust the experts. They will cure you. But then it came back. It didn't work that time around. And, you know, crushing defeat, losing mother, not a fun thing. And this set me on this other path because the authority figures did not have all the answers. And I'm not saying anyone else. There's authority figures in alternative health and whatnot. But that is why it's so important to cultivate this self responsibility, this sovereignty for your health. And I'm not saying everyone needs to become an expert. You should certainly find those advisors in your life that are uh, better than you. I mean, I, I know people I would call up for health issues. Should I have them that are outside the scope of what I know? There is still something you, you have to cultivate this yourself. It can't be done for you, especially in the systems we have today. If all of our institutions were ideal, if all the experts could be trusted, wouldn't that be nice? But we do not find ourselves in that way. Thus, it is even more important for health consciousness to be something taken up by each person and you work to expand it and work to support those around you in expanding it. In conclusion, health consciousness is about bringing awareness to your health or lack of it, awareness of what can be done, what cannot be done, what is outside your locus of control. And the consciousness is largely about awareness, but then if we extend this to sovereignty, the ability to decide and take action on such awareness and be able to expand this in greater ways. Once again, don't think of health consciousness as a black or white thing, but uh, a spectrum and something that can be expanded over time for greater results and your action taking can be expanded over time for greater results and outside of yourself you know recognizing that we are part of ecology so uh, expanding in social circles your family your friends people that you know uh, but also thinking in terms of other species and beings right so we have our microbiome or mycobiome the virome uh, which no one's talking about these days but might be really important the viruses that are part of us and that are all around in the ecology but also the greater ecology out there so understanding that this awareness this consciousness this sovereignty can expand further over time as you gain more and more once again not everyone needs to be a health expert but i would say everyone needs to be at least health proficient that is a, a key point it's your health it's your body other people cannot completely take care of it for you. If you want to neglect it, if you choose to make that, recognize you are making a choice at the very least. And then don't blame others for uh, your health problems when you have them. And we all have 
different things that come up, different health journeys. I'm not saying you're to blame for everything. Uh, if this goes indeed to that spiritual level, karmic level, everything involved in there, something I'm just exploring, I do not have all the answers to that. But recognize if we think of it as a health journey, and oftentimes those worst moments, that rock bottom, actually becomes the greatest thing for us. My mom dying of breast cancer, I now see that as a gift she gave me because it set me on this path uh, to where I, I know I can help others close to me, those that want to be helped, uh, to avoid such pain and devastation. Once again, not perfect. I'm still working on my beliefs and my paradigms and everything and uh, being open to a lot more possibilities, but it is possible. So this is health consciousness and let me just say, listening to podcasts, this one or other ones like this certainly can help expand that further. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you like it, got questions, comments, head on over to healthsovereign.com. You can leave comments there. That's a great place to talk about this stuff. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week.